G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And it's great to welcome onto the program Dan Flynn, who is from the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, Dan uh, is the Victorian Director and the Acting Tasmanian Director. And I've been following Dan on Twitter and Facebook for a while and uh, always wanted to chat to him. And this is one of the good things about taking over from Neil this week. I get to meet all these amazing people. Welcome to the program, Dan. How are you, mate? Very well. Thank you, Matt. Nice to hear your voice. It's great to connect with you today on the radio and uh, lots happening in federal politics at the moment. The election polls were out last night and uh, interesting. It feels like we're in election mode already, but it hasn't been called yet. Uh, What's your take on the latest election polls? Look, they're you know they're not they're not great for the government. Um, you know these polls are sort of at the tail end of a very long period of losses. Um, some would say this is you know one of the longest um, period of losses uh, uh, for you know a government. Um, so look, there hasn't been a lot of movement. Um, you know th- these polls are really only indicative. Um, I think that uh, there will be extra time taken uh, in order for uh, Scott Morrison and his team to. Uh, try and sell the budget and, you know, for Bill Shorten as well uh, for their budget reply. And then, you know, all of the issues, it's just hard to know where it'll land. You know, tax cuts, climate change, foreign aid, Adani, you know, all these issues throwing around. I'm, I actually don't know what people outside of politics make of this. It's uh, it's tough enough when you're, when you're, you know, relatively close to the issues. And, you know, uh, Scott Morrison hasn't had that long as Prime Minister to really uh, make a mark on Australia. He's, he's announced, you know, some policy changes and announced some different funding areas. And, uh, you know, I, I just really wonder about how well he's going to go in this election uh, because he's a born-again Christian. You know, he goes yeah. to a, a Pentecostal church in Sydney, and uh, I, I really wonder whether there is going to be uh, a, a, a massive show of support from the Christian community uh, in this upcoming election. What are your thoughts on that? That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, I suppose, firstly, he's you know, very popular in the broader community, you know, some 10 points above Bill Shorten, and that uh, tells you that he, he's connecting very well. And, yeah, I think certainly in the Christian community, uh, he is um, uh, he's clear about his faith. He's, he's not embarrassed about his faith. Uh, he uh, attends church on Sundays across the country, and um, I think Christians do find that very attractive. Uh, so there will be a lot of that um, that emotional support uh, for him as an overt uh, Christian. Uh, not to say Bill Shorten, you know, not to comment on his faith or otherwise, but he's um, not uh, as overt as Prime Minister Morrison is, and you know I think that's um, I think that's probably an electoral plus. Uh, on balance, uh, so yeah, these are these are very challenging times. The starters gun hasn't been fired, Matt, but it'll have to be soon uh, because um, uh, the new senators have to be uh, you know take their seats by the first of July, and it usually takes six weeks to work out who's in the Senate. So that's why they're saying the 25th of May is the latest possible time. Um, and uh, but I can understand Prime Minister Morrison. 
um, you know, wanting as much time as he can to, to lift the polls and, and to gain a bit more traction. Well, I remember meeting uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison at a lunch a while back and I was with a couple of other pastors and, and a whole bunch of other uh, supporters there and, you know, we got to shake his hand, say good day, and uh, mention that we're pastors and you know what he said? Thank you for your prayers. I need them. <laughs> yeah. And the reality is all of our political leaders uh, need our prayers and we need to pray that God will raise up the right people. And yeah. uh, certainly something uh, uh, we need to be continuing to pray for uh, as uh, the election you know, will no doubt be announced uh, in the next week, we're expecting. Yeah. Uh, now, and the other big news uh, we've been looking at recently was the, the budget. Uh, yes. What's your uh, thoughts on uh, the, uh, the latest budget that's been released and the budget reply speech? Um, yeah. You know, Christians shouldn't just vote on the budget, but you know, what, what do you, what's your take on it? Well, I think people do the maths. People have a look at their, their salary and they think, okay, so how much tax you know, will I save? Will I have more in my back pocket? Um, but um, you know, much of the, the, the generosity of that budget was then matched immediately by Bill Shorten. So you know, we're better off um, immediately tax-wise, whoever wins. So um, I think the, um, you know, the budget uh, for the taxpayer was neutralised, um, you know, there are targeted shots into uh, marginal seats with different projects, um, and you know, no doubt, um, both sides are, are targeting these marginal seats. And so, um, you know, Queensland's a hotspot. Tasmania's a hotspot. They can't afford to lose any seats there. Uh, they can't. The government can't afford to lose any seats anywhere. So, um, doing everything they can to make sure the voters stay on side, um, you know, in the seats that matter is critical. Um, and, uh, um, you know, all credit to uh, uh, Prime Minister Morrison. He knows his game. The Treasurer uh, is a good man. I've met the Treasurer. Um, and I think, look, you know, probably something that's very alive to um, your listeners, Matt, is religious freedom. And, you know, perhaps a question that could be asked going into this election uh, is, who do you trust with religious freedom? Um, you know, who do voters trust to get the balance right in terms of Christian schools and churches being able to employ Christian staff, who's going to preserve that, um, who's going to enable the ethos of these organisations to be maintained. I think that's um, a good question for people to consider and do their own research on. Um, and But religious freedom will be a central part of the Australian Christian Lobby's uh, campaign going into this election. And I was very impressed with Josh Frydenberg, the treasurer, um, when uh, he, uh, you know, announced the budget. And I mean, everyone knows the Jews are good with money, don't we? You know, so he, I think yes. he did a great job. <laughs> yes, 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 sir. yes. And I think he's, um, uh, you know, close enough to Peter Costello, uh, probably our most famous uh, treasurer in recent times and most successful. Uh, so um, look, it's good to see the books starting to look a little more balanced. Mm. Um, we, it makes us all feel more comfortable. That's for sure. That's wonderful. Now, I understand you've been in Tasmania recently and there's a lot of talk about the gender legislation there. Give us an update. What's the latest? The latest is this, that last week a bill passed the upper house, which is almost the final step, uh, to mean that uh, people could change their gender by mere self-identification only. Uh, so, Matt, if you or I said that we were female or non-binary, all we have to do is lodge uh, a declaration, a stat deck, no other requirements, no other requirement of, you know, change of dress or behaviour in any other respect. So um, 
you know, we're very concerned about that. I mean, it raises big issues in terms of, you know, how prisons are managed, for example. Um, you know, I could imagine prisoners be saying, look, I'm not really loving it here. Um, and if I change my gender to become a woman, I'm going to get some different, you know, I'll be treated a little differently, um, probably a little better than somewhere else. Um, the Commissioner of Police, the Solicitor General, have all expressed serious concerns about this bill, um, but the eight members who voted for it in the upper house were ideologically committed to this idea and nothing would shake them. Interestingly, Matt, it's now back before the House of Assembly. It will be before the Parliament uh, possibly tomorrow. If the House of Assembly approves the bill as amended by the upper house, it is law, um, effectively, uh, but the government may uh, move this off uh, to get a report from the Law Review Institute. And if that happens, uh, that would be a good thing because there are so many um, unintended consequences and inconsistencies in this bill uh, that became apparent during the debate last week uh, when I was present in the chamber. So um, it's not all over yet, but, um, you know, that there's really the last possible stand is whether the government can do something uh, to uh, get some expert advice before it goes back to the chamber today or tomorrow. Well, it is a very complicated situation. And, uh, you know, just from my point of view too, I do a bit of work with homeless shelters. And right. uh, one of the areas we go to is uh, a, a religious hostel where there are women there who have yeah. had mainly domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, and recently I, I had the shock and horror of going there to pick up some ladies for a, a ministry meeting that we were having and we had a bus there you know and there was a, a man dressed as a woman living in that shelter mm. and I just thought I, I just don't know whether there should I, I mean these women are fleeing from men that have been violent towards them yeah and to, to right. place a man in the middle of that situation I just couldn't believe that it was happening. And it was a religious-run hostel as well. Um, you know, we, we need to protect uh, women in situations like that. And, of course, you know, males in females' toilets and, and vice versa. Uh, you know, I mean, we really need to be speaking up about this because it, it's going to keep going down this 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 path where it's, it's really going to be putting people in harm's way, isn't it? I'm, I'm glad you bring it up, Matt, about the women's refuges. And often there's children there as well who are fleeing from domestic violence. Um, when there are, uh, you know, biological men there, what will happen is that women who need those services will access them less. They just won't go. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a shame. Um, you know, that these, um, you know, similarly for a, uh, a women's gymnasium, um, anyone who has then lodged the documents can arrive um, and to access those services, uh, that's going to damage the the business, frankly, of those who are running a, a female-only gymnasium. So these are real consequences. Um, they're not uh, imagined. Um, you know, I mean, we're all aware of the, you know, sport, um, how this would affect sport. Um, you know, they could do more to tighten this up. Um, you know, there's not even a requirement in this bill that somebody sort of be, um, you know, getting a doctor or a psychologist's advice on the matter, uh, which there is in South Australia. Um you know, one of the worst aspects of this, Matt, is that they're creating a new offence, and that is the offence to misgender somebody. And, you know, we put a lot of our effort into uh, fighting this. You know, this is a new low uh, in Australia, that uh, the idea that if 
somebody's name or reference pronoun is not used and that person is offended, then they could take somebody to the Tasmanian Anti-Discrimination Tribunal. Mm. And that creates a lot of fear in the community. Um, it's a chilling effect because people don't want uh, that sort of drama with you know the members of their you know cricket club or um, you know private club um, or what you know university. This is a chilling effect. Um, you know it's completely out of step with federal legislation, and no other state uh, has introduced such a low bar uh, for um, you know what is clearly stated as uh, names and references for transgender people. Mm. Well, it certainly is a slippery slope. Once uh, the door is opened, uh, they just keep pushing for more and more, and um, it's uh, it's certainly a complicated issue. So, people that want to, you know, speak up about this, uh, obviously contact their local MP. Have yeah. you guys got p- petitions uh, and yes, things? There's a petition on our website. Yep. Uh, people will be able to access a petition on our website, uh, and they're encouraged to do that. Uh, so, you know, we're fighting a number of battles, Matt. You know, the federal election on religious freedom. Um, uh, this uh, birth certificate stuff, if it takes hold in Tasmania, uh, may be attractive to other left-leaning states. Uh, so, you know, we've got to keep pushing back at this mm. frontier, that's for sure. And, of course, the website is acl.org.au if people want to search up that petition. Now, also, there's a push for euthanasia in WA and Queensland. What's the, the latest update there? Oh, look, they're, they're all, um, you know, trigger-ready, you know, ready to go. I think they're holding back a little bit to see how Victoria goes. Victoria... Uh, we'll start <clears throat> issuing death certificates on the 19th of June. And, um, you know, people people will die who shouldn't. Uh, the best doctors in the field, um, you know, from St. Vincent say that, you know, accidental uh, or um, unintended uh, consequences will happen and, uh, and the people will be coerced and they can't stop it. Uh, so um, I think these jurisdictions, while they're very keen and there's a lot in the media about how WA and Queensland are ready to go. They will watch and see how Victoria commences. Uh, and I think we should study that very closely uh, to see um, uh, why these people are deciding to access suicide for themselves, uh, how it's working, whether the people actually qualify and whether the safeguards are you know, merely illusory uh, or just hurdles to be jumped by um, you know, advocates uh, who want to make this happen for people. Uh, so all eyes on Victoria on the 19th of June. Well, we certainly appreciate the Australian Christian Lobby and uh, the standing up for the you know the value of life. Every life is precious, and uh, you guys are certainly out there, uh, you know, getting the word out. We really appreciate what you do. If people want to find these petitions and get involved, they can search up the Australian Christian Lobby on Facebook or go to uh, acl.org.au is the website. Uh, Dan Flynn, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate that. All the best. Bye. God bless. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.